You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the Sermon on the Mount. Now looking at Kingdom. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. The Sermon on the Mount, 31. Today we will finish Matthew chapter 6. The final two verses of the chapter complete or crown what Jesus has been saying for so many verses. In our previous talk, we looked at verses 25 to 32, where we're challenged not to be like the pagans and worrying about the necessities. But what we're supposed to do instead is to seek first the kingdom. And the kingdom is so important and so expansive, there's no way I thought I could fit it into all into one talk. That's why it's in two. So we're going to continue these uh, thoughts now. Here's the passage. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And that's Matthew 6, 33 to 34. We are not to seek mammon. We're not to fall before the feet of this false god. And yet here, we're not even to seek life's necessities, certainly not as the pagans do, because God's planning to meet those needs anyway once we're seeking him. Rather, we're to seek the kingdom of God. Now, the Sermon on the Mount is not the only place that speaks of the kingdom of God. This concept is found over 50 times in the Gospel of Matthew. Normally, it's called the kingdom of heaven. There's no difference. And we're supposed to seek his righteousness. But what is the kingdom? I love the way Tom Jones and Steve Brown put it in their book, The Kingdom of God, The Future Breaks In. The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed good seed in a field, Matthew 13, a mustard seed which a man planted in a field, yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour, treasure hid in a field, a merchant looking for pearls, a net let down in the lake. All these are from Matthew 13. And then a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, Matthew 18, a landowner who went early in the morning to hire men to work, that's chapter 20, and a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son, 22. Jesus doesn't give us a definition of the kingdom. He says it is like, it is like so many different things. I recommend this book. And we we learn as we uh, go through, it's really a great volume, and it's, uh, it's just really volume one in a series. We learn that the kingdom is a reign that is now and not yet. It's already here, but it's not yet. It's an invasion that comes in waves. That is, it doesn't come just a single time or in a single manner. It is a gift to be received, a realm to be entered, a kingdom totally unlike the kingdoms of this world, a kingdom bonded to the church, but not the same as the church, and it's a life to be lived. This is such an important topic, and yet I find so few Christians know what the kingdom of God is. It's not about going to church. Yeah, it's more trusting Jesus as our Lord. 
God's kingdom coming is really equivalent to his will being done. They're paralleled in the Lord's Prayer. If we were going to simplify it, consider these two aspects of the kingdom. It's a realm, and it's actually a rule. The realm is where Jesus has authority as king, as king of kings. Well, obviously, that's universal. His realm is everywhere. The rule, he rules in the hearts of those who are his willing and obedient subjects. And so not everyone is obeying him. They're disobedient to the king. Realm and rule. Think about that. He says we're to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. As we've looked at earlier, righteousness is not so much right standing before God, being cleansed by the blood of Christ. Rather, it's caring about God's standard, seeking justice for others, being willing to conform our lives to God's holy standards. And if we do this, he says, all these things will be added to you. This is so often taken out of context. And the health and wealth people, those who promote the false prosperity gospel, they'll say, all these things will be added to you as though they're, they're the luxuries. But what's Jesus talking about? Not everything on my want list, but these are things on my need list. These are the basic things of life. And even then, Jesus is speaking generally because some disciples of Christ, like the very poor, the persecuted, the imprisoned, may even struggle to make it day to day. They lack these necessities, especially those who are imprisoned in countries where there's no freedom of religion. They may not uh, get food, drink, and clothing every day. But generally, that's the way it works. These are generally true, like the Proverbs. Well, I'd like to look at two uh, early Christians, Clement of Alexandria and Chrysostom of Constantinople, because uh, they comment on this, Clement of Alexandria. He says very eloquently, and all these things the Gentiles seek after. The Gentiles are the self-indulgent and the foolish. And what are the things which he specifies? Luxury, indulgence, expensive cooking, dainty foods, gluttony. These are the things the Gentiles seek. However, when it comes to plain necessary food, both dry and liquid, he says, your father knows you need these. Notice the distinction between the necessities of life and those things which are luxuries. And then Chrysostom, John Chrysostom, the golden mouth preacher of Constantinople. When God sees that we are not riveted to the things of this life, then he gives these needs to us. When he sees that we set a higher value on spiritual things, then he also bestows on us material things. But he does not provide the material things first, lest we break away from spiritual things. And certainly the early church understood that following Christ was not a ticket to an abundant life of riches. The abundance of life in Christ is something very different. There is no promise of luxuries. And that's why we should completely reject the message of the false preachers of our time who say, give money to my ministry and you can become rich like me. Basically, you can become corrupt like them and you don't want to do that. We want to follow the Lord. Well, the last verse says, Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, Jesus isn't telling us that we can't plan. I mean, if you're preparing a message, let's say you're a preacher, you're preparing a sermon, it's good to plan. You should 
certainly not wait until Saturday night or Sunday morning if you're speaking on Sunday. If, you're, if you want to enter a certain career, say to become an engineer, you need to plan. It's going to take years of study before you're qualified. A farmer prepares for the harvest. It's not a lack of faith. In fact, it would be foolish uh, if he waited until the day he had hoped to harvest and then he planted his seeds. No, you do it ahead of time. And there's a schedule and a sense of timing. But there's a big difference between the wisdom of anticipation, forethought, and wise planning and the foolishness of fretting about things that we cannot change or, or things that may not happen anyway. It's really all about faith. And so this long section where we talk about priorities, where the Lord has made us consider what is truly valuable, what is treasure, what are we living for? It ends with powerful passage that uh, we've just gone through. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If you tend to be anxious about things, and I certainly relate to that myself, I, I like to be in control, and I get anxious when I'm missing information. Okay, So I have to push myself just to trust and relax. But the Lord constantly assures us that we will be taken care of. It's really all about faith. Yeah, maybe you're not an anxious person, but all of us are called to seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. Uh, let's pray. Lord, we freely confess that at times we seek the wrong things, sometimes forgetting that you've promised us the good things that we need for life. Sometimes we invest too much energy into seeking things we don't really need. They're simply luxuries. And we shouldn't worry about those like the Gentiles. We trust that you will take care of us if we seek first your kingdom. Lord, help us to do that, to appreciate your kingdom as a life to be lived and a realm to be entered and a reign that is already here and continues to come in waves. We want to be part of that. We want others to know about it and to be part of it. We want to seek your kingdom, your righteousness, your justice. We want the truth to come out in the end. We want righteous judgment. Lord, help, help us not to be anxious about the future, even about the very immediate future, but to, to grow in grace and faith and to trust you. We know that each day has plenty of trouble, and if we get it in our head that you're not in control or we're somehow out of control, we can become very, very anxious. We don't want to be that way. We want to simply trust you and have the faith that Christ had, the faith that allowed him to sleep even in the midst of a storm. But we look forward to getting into chapter 7 of these precious chapters of Sermon on the Mount. Thank you for Jesus Christ giving these words to us. Amen. In our next podcast, we'll be looking at judgment. Until then, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's series on the Sermon on the Mount. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.